Good morning, my dear friends, and welcome to another episode of the Painting Pictures Podcast. I'm Gabriel Roberts, and I'll be your host for the next couple minutes here. I've got another interview with Joe Gruen. It's not really an interview, actually. It's more of a discussion. And I think I'm going to steal straight from the Delling pod and call it the Chinwag. It's Gabe and Joe's Chinwag. And it certainly isn't the first, but we're going to call it the first uh, of many, hopefully, probably. We'll continue to wag our chins at one another. And here we are. We're recording this podcast about a year after our initial COVID chinwag. And things are uh, things are sort of the same. But this time we talk about the Bible. We talk about the actual COVID-19 vaccine. It's Now it's a reality. It's not just a fantasy. Uh, Joe asks me a little bit about germ theory versus terrain theory. And we talk about what it's like to live in this society and what the hell is going on. And, you know, it's that, it's that perfect combination of complaining and uh, theorizing and spitballing that you have come to love. I hope you enjoy the show. If you have any questions for myself or for Joe, please send an email to GabeRoberts at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, um, great. I'm glad that you like it. All right, my friends. I'll just turn you right over to the uh, conversation recorded a long time ago already. This is just one of those that's been sitting on my computer. Oh... When I just haven't found time to... I don't have the time. I haven't found time. I have time. I just don't often have time where I can sit and blab alone. Because now we have a baby. And life is a little bit more full. And that's great. I don't think... Um, you know, I'll trade. I'll trade podcast production for having a child grudgingly but she's really really sweet and beautiful so it's it's worth it for this child i don't know about subsequent children i may resent them for letting me do the podcast less (laughs) but I, i probably won't and maybe i'll you know maybe they'll turn into my little producers or something my little audio engineers. We can hope. All right, friends, thanks for tuning in. I hope you're all well. And now, please enjoy this chinwag between Gabe and Joe. Wait, where are you? I am. Is are you in your house? That looks yeah. like such a different angle than I've ever seen. Yeah, I don't think I've ever sat here to record a podcast before, except uh, except with all by myself. Oh, is that your all by yourself spot? It is. It's kind of a. It's we call it the nook. It's kind of a yeah. small, yeah, little space. Um, 
but we hang out here all the time because it has the most windows. Nice. Is the table attached to the floor or is it move? Is it a small table you can move? Small table you can move. Okay, that's nice. We've thought about it, like making this like a bar seat uh, or a booth kind of setup. Yeah, like what I got. Wait, have yeah, you, you have right. Well, you had one at the house you grew up in, right? Correct, but I also have one here. You do? Oh, yeah, you do. Yep. It's pretty nice. I never sit there. I put, like, oh, that's where all my shit goes. Like, Yeah. Is it your like, drop zone? Oh, God. It's such a drop zone. You gotta have a drop zone. It's disgusting. The reason it's become the drop zone is because, like, when you come in, there's such a small hallway, and you can't... A small way? It's a small way, and you don't have, there's no pockets to, like, put a little table so you can, like, put your keys on and stuff like that. So I just started throwing my keys on there, but then I was like, this is so much, I'm only taking up so much of this large table that I'm not going to use if it has my keys and mail and shit on it, so I might as well just start piling other stuff on there. So that's what I did. How's that working out? Terribly. <laughs> Lost the nook. Oh, because you can't sit there anymore. Yeah, yeah. But you never did anyway. No, I did. When mm. I was here. Nice little spot. Oh, really? Bummer. Do you think one day you'll clear it off? Well, but then you have to find a place to put all your shit when you come home. Exactly. Sounds like you need to just tear everything out of that house and re- remodel the whole thing. Start just, from scratch. Yeah. Just burn open it up. Open it up. Yeah. Just start t- <laughs> breaking walls. Yeah. Let's open it up. Do you ever do that when you go to remodel? Have you remodeled anyone's homes? Uh, just ours. Dad's? Yeah. But were you like, we need to open this area? <laughs> you did do that, didn't you? <laughs> we took down a lot of walls upstairs a little, not that long ago. Yeah. And everybody, we, we told, like, I think I've said this on the podcast, but everybody that we told about our plans. So our plans here first involved taking down a wall here right behind me and then our plans for the upstairs involved taking down like all of the walls up there and everybody that we told asked us uh now are you do you, are you do you know if they're load-bearing walls or not that's a big one that's a big they, it's like everybody knows this thanks to like uh home improvement shows home improvement shows exactly and I just thought it was like asking a mechanic, like, do you know if your engine is gasoline or diesel before you, like, make that modification? As a carpenter, I felt like... It was insulting. It was was insulting. I mean, I I have no right to... It wasn't really insulting. It was more just like... uh, It's kind of cute that people, like... (laughs) wanted to show off their oh their skills yeah building acumen based on tv shows yeah you just came into my headphones oh i did my my audio should have just improved i just came in your headphones you just did it (laughs) um yeah they have such tiny holes like the actual earbuds have such tiny holes in them Oh yeah, it's really hard to get your semen to go into well, those sperm holes. Sperm can can get through ear holes. <laughs> I would think. 
again, I'm not a doctor. Speaking of expertise, I was, um, I just had my shot recently. Um, somebody was posting some stuff about, uh, what was it? GameStop. Yeah. Everyone was going nuts on, on the game. You know about the GameStop thing, right? I have heard a brief synopsis, but yeah. I haven't done any reading about it. So long story short, a bunch of people on an online message board, I think through Reddit, I think it was called Wall Street Bets or something. Mm-hmm. It was one of the subreddits. Uh, they all just decided to start buying GameStop, which was a dying stock uh, for obvious reasons, right? Because anybody sure. who has even dabbled in video gaming recently knows that you don't have to go to the store to get a video game. You don't oh, have to you copy. Just download them. You just download them. So it's basically, uh, you know... The video game, the the modern online video game marketplace has done to GameStop what uh, Netflix did to Blockbuster. Yeah. So, anyway, it's a dying stock. It was down at like twenty something dollars, right? Twenty four. Mm-hmm. It was. It didn't have more than like a few years left, and then all of a sudden, a bunch of people online decided to rally. A bunch of gamers, I think, initially who were also doing some side investing, were like, "Let's rally this stock up a bit." And then cash out mm-hmm. with some profits. Mm-hmm. Um, although I don't think they said that out loud, that second part, because then mm-hmm. like people would be like, well, fuck you. But like they were just like, hey, GameStop, let's, you know, get GameStop. Let's uh, fuck over these uh, um, uh, Wall Street guys and these hedge fund managers that are like short selling GameStop right now. Uh... And to be fair, they did accomplish that for a few hedge fund managers. The ones who weren't shorting decided to jump on the train, invest a ton of money, watch it, you know, you know, invest a few million. What's the harm? Watch those millions turn into billions. Yeah. And then they cashed out. So we saw this like spike fall in a matter of like a few weeks. Oh, God. It's like cryptocurrency. Exactly. Yeah. Poor poor GameStop. (laughs) GameStop. Like, how do you even begin to like make a plan for yourself (laughs) when you know it's just like a game to people uh, Mm -hmm. what's going on with your company but yeah um (laughs) a game good one joe yeah no problem i'll be here all night uh yeah they're probably wondering when it was gonna stop (laughs) and it did it stopped (laughs) hard so uh i was basically i i posted something about it on on facebook but i just i got annoyed when i started seeing a bunch of people were like like yeah to the moon like GameStop, like fuck those hedge fund guys and like i was just like you know it's because like for the prior two and this will lead us into our actual conversation we're recording right we are okay good so uh like the the two or three months ahead of time like anytime i had a um something to say about the pandemic Mm -hmm. or about uh racial justice or any any topic right that Mm -hmm. might come across the news um i was told that i didn't have the expertise to have an opinion Mm -hmm. and so i was like you know it, it bothered me but there's a part of me that was like um i don't have expertise to write about that i certainly i don't want to and um I don't want to go to med school and I don't want to become a virologist. It's too late for me. But <laughs> I do think I have the ability to comprehend certain things. 
So I think I'm allowed my opinion, hopefully, even if it's ill-informed or completely misinformed. But, like, it was amazing to watch all these people who were just so ready to, like, listen to the experts, keep your fucking mouth shut. You don't know dick about what you're talking about. (laughs) Then they're all talking about finance. Like, they just took a fucking crash course in it (laughs) over the weekend. And they just know everything there is to know about the stock market. Fucking fun guys. Like... Because to anybody that, like, has taken a basic finance course and studied the market at all, they knew exactly what was happening and, like, that the crash was coming and that a bunch of people who were all, like, thinking that GameStop was going to go to a 1,000 a share uh-huh. were going to uh-huh. be left holding the bag. Right. But, like, uh, yeah, you know, anytime somebody who has actually taken courses on that in college, like comes out and says something about it. They're like, ah, you go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, That was supposed to lead into a real conversation. uh, It just kind of trailed off. But uh, the real conversation that we're going to get into today is, is about COVID because we haven't had a COVID conversation in a long time. Boy, since December, I was just looking. Is that the case? Really? Isn't that crazy? That is freaking wild. Now we're, we ha- we're we celebrated one year of COVID just uh, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. That was exciting. So, yeah, here we are. I'm, um, well, how are you feeling about it? The whole pandemic. Do you feel like it's, it's ending? Uh, this is how I feel. That was not the best part, but <laughs> it wasn't the worst yeah. part. Um, yeah. How do I feel about the pandemic? Not good. I think that's like the range, right? Is like not good to totally shitty. Mm-hmm. But I felt better recently. No, I mean, not. That's a good question. I mean, I don't feel good about anything that's gone on. Um, over the last 13 months, I don't think there's anything positive to be many <laughs> of it. <laughs> and, um, the people who are trying to find silver linings and shit. It's like, yeah. like, I remember the beginning people were telling me things like, uh, no, this will be like so great. Like, like, uh, yes, all these businesses are dying and, and all these small businesses are, are going under, but it's just going to streamline things. Like everyone's just going to go online, get streamlined. <laughs> And, like, you're going to get a stream line straight to your house. And, like, you're going to order something and then just come straight to your house. And I'm like, yeah, who do you think is going to fucking take care of that? And they're like, <laughs> uh, you know, small small businesses will get the grams. like, no, dude, Amazon. Amazon's just going to take over everything. They're just going to yeah. be a monopoly. Here we are a year later. That's the case. Nobody knows what the fuck to do about it. And, um, uh, yeah, we didn't have yeah. to do that. Was, the other silver lining was... Uh pollution was gonna go down right yeah did that did that happen well i guess briefly when everything like actually stopped for like two weeks and nobody did anything right but we're not the primary producers of pollution and we haven't been for decades the united states not the human race obviously but like the united states are not the majority producer of pollution and have been for for decades. Right. Are you some kind of climate change denier? 
That's exactly what I am. <laughs> I'm going to lay all my cards on the table. I don't believe in climate change. I don't believe in Jesus Christ. I don't believe in fucking the virus. I was all thinking things. about that. I, I had to write a little bio. I submitted something to an art uh, show. And I, I thought about just Gabriel Roberts is an anti-vax conspiracy theorist. I just wanted to like. Let's get it out there. Yeah. 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 Uh, I bought a copy of the Bible the other day. Oh, yeah? How's that yeah. going? Well, I haven't read much. I'm starting going to start with the book of Job, though. That's that old... a great book. Yeah? That's my favorite book of the Bible. That's Old Testament, right? I think so. So I got a combo. I got a combo book: Old Testament and New <laughs> got Testament. <laughs> got a two in one. Uh, yeah, Job is a great story, and especially for this time, right? I don't know. I haven't. I've, I'll, do you, I. Do you not know anything about the story of Job? Mm, nope. Okay, let me give you my half-assed interpretation of the story of Job great. from what I remember. Okay. Okay. So from what I remember, Job. The story of Job starts off with a guy named Job, who is a ardent supporter of God, right? He prays to God every day, and he, he sacrifices to God, and he praises God. He loves God. He's like God's number one fan. Mm -hmm. The devil comes to God and says, dude, this guy is full of shit, and I'll show you. <laughs> You, he only likes you because you give him so much stuff. He's got this awesome family. He's got all these crops that produce stuff. He's yeah, like, like thousands of goats. He's like 110 and he's got like no health issues. Wow. Like you need to, and goats. He's got all the no, goats. He has no comorbidities. No comorbidities. Exactly. <laughs> like this guy, his life rules. So of course he loves you. But what happens if you take like even one of those things away from him? He's going to fucking bitch. And God was like, nah, you don't know Job like I know Job. I'm going to take stuff away from Job and you're going to see. Okay. So then he starts taking away like little things at first. He like, I don't know, unties his shoes when he isn't expecting it. And then like, <laughs> and like uh, I don't know, like uh, makes it so he can't clean his toilet all the way. And like just little things. And Job just like barely even notices and says, I love God. Right. <laughs> the devil's like, you can't do that. Like you got to do like big things. And so God's like, okay. So he like kills his son. Ooh. And he's like, and like his family, his whole family. No, wait, first his crops start dying, I think. Yep. And like his livestock start dying. And then his family starts dying. And each and every time. Oh, and then, so yeah, you figure that'd be enough. But like Satan's super sadistic. So he's like, um, well, yeah, he still has his life. Um, he still has his health. So God's like, well, I'll show you that. And he like gives him boils and stuff. And like, Oof. he's just in terrible shape. And he's lost everything. And uh, he still drops to his knees. And I think he says some classic Christianity quote, hmm. which is something along the lines of, uh, uh, if not for God, I would never have had anything to enjoy in the first place or something mm -hmm. like that. Mm -hmm. Which is like this profound, you know, thing to say when your life sucks. Yeah. Uh, or recently sucks more than he used to. And anyway, that's the end of the story. I don't think he gives him any of this stuff back. <laughs> but um, but, but it proves, is... proves Satan wrong. Yeah, he's like, see? And Satan's like, damn. damn. 
Yeah. You're fucking nuts. That is one one God-fearing man. Remind me never to fucking talk to you again. (laughs) Satan just, like, walks out of the room like, that guy's out of his fucking mind. (laughs) Crazy. I didn't think he'd take it that far. Yeah, God's... God's... God's nuts. Um, But, yeah. So that's a great story. Because... I think because of that one line, because it reminds you to be grateful even when things suck. And the reason it's good right now is because we're all kind of like Job, right? We all used to have all these great things that we really liked and treasured. And it would be a great time to just get cynical and to fucking hate God and hate Mm -hmm. the world (laughs) and want to kill yourself and do a bunch of drugs. But you shouldn't do that because not because, yeah, because there's still great things. Like, look yeah. at like so many great things to do. And just because the government's telling you you can't, right. uh, fuck the government. Just go ahead and do it. And totally. get back in touch with God or nature or whatever you value. Yeah, well said. I totally agree with that. It's it's easy to uh, it's easy to get down, and it's crazy. Like, it still has not really affected my life all that negatively even though it's been going on for a year. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that has to do with me not living in a city, but um, sure, it still is mostly in my mind. I'm like, I'm upset over the injustice of it. And I'm upset for people whose lives it does really affect in particular, youngly young people. Sure. Um, but and old people, you know, and like, old people, yeah, and, and us, poor people. like, and poor people, and us, because like, this is actually really interesting that we're we're doing this right now. Because I don't have you heard about the vaccine passport that is going to be proposed? Uh, I heard wind of it. I think I saw that maybe New York State is going to be the first to implement it. Oh, okay. I had thought Biden was was pitching a kind of a federal one. Yeah, I had that's kind of what I heard, but I honestly didn't even read about it. I mean, uh, we all know that's coming. They've been telling us about it for. Well, you kind of scared. Well, like I was afraid of that early on, but then I remember you going like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't." Mm. And I was like, "Well, okay," and I stopped thinking about it. But then, because I was like, there was no real talk of it, so I was like, "Yeah, maybe it's not worth getting." riled up about but now there's like you know the president's talking about it and like governors are talking (laughs) about it seriously and like every podcast i listen to even like you know across the spectrum they're all like well yeah why not you know you're really oh yeah yeah your employer can't fucking they 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 uh can screen you for drugs oh wow i was like okay (laughs) (laughs) i didn't think those two were the same but yeah wow that's a that's an interesting comparison wow. yeah it is right <laughs> i heard that last night like as i was going to bed listening to a podcast wow so right so and if people think of it like that then then there's no chance of this thing not happening right <laughs> well right i don't th- yeah i don't think that the it doesn't appear that the the populace of of our country is prepared to push back in any meaningful way around I, much of anything. I, I still, that's something I wonder is like, where, where is the line for people? 
I don't think there is one here. <clears throat> and it's and not I, just, yeah. I was thinking, can't we just give it over with? Like, is there somewhere I can go and just bend over and have something inserted permanently in my butt? Like, can we stop with this, like, tiptoe? Yeah, like, the let's foreplay. Let's get it over with. The fucking foreplay, <laughs> which is agonizing. I mean, foreplay to rape is agonizing. Totally. Like, can we just go, like, where do I sign? Yeah. Let's just get Let it over with. just go with. dead behind the eyes and, and then, yeah. you know, take an endless shower and uh, <laughs> be done with it. Because I'm, I understand, like, why it's taking that long. Like, just do it. Like, yeah. they want to do it. The people want it. Make it the dystopia that a few people will fucking fear and, and flee the country. Because right now I'm like, well, am, is most of this in my head or am I just catastrophizing things? But no, then, dude. like. I wake up a new day and there's new ridiculous shit to face. Right. Right. It's it's crazy. I never thought like having this conversation with people, I never thought I'd have to justify um not putting something in your body as as a right. Mhm. As like an inalienable right. Mhm. It's so clear to me that you're not allowed to tell people what to do that. And I like I have a hard time talking about it because I don't know how to what's a better way to put that or even intellectualize it like that. I just don't see any way around that. You cannot yeah. start telling people what to put in their body. It doesn't matter what you think of like whether they should or shouldn't or the consequences of that or not. It doesn't make a difference you right. can't you can't tell people what to put in their bodies no i think that most people would agree with that honestly um like perhaps or at least they would <laughs> they would have it like that two maybe? years ago um for sure and then maybe if you state it like that i think that most people like if if they were able to sort of just think logically would would agree with that premise but I think that they, most people aren't interested in the consequences or the perceived consequences of putting up a fuss about it. And so it seems easier to just, just accept it, whether or not they like it or believe it's right. Well, I'm not thinking like, I, I'm not telling anybody what to put in their body or not. I would never presume to, but the idea that so many people think it's acceptable to tell another person, right. What to put in their body or not is beyond insane to me. It really is. Yeah. It's like, it's like weirdly, it's um, sick. it's sick. It's like, yeah, controlling and like, uh, it's evil. Yeah. I think it's evil. Honestly, I'm so I, like, I think it's I think what's going on right now is is sick and evil and I don't I, like there's just I don't know how yeah I don't know how else to describe it it's immoral what's going on right now the way yeah. you know Fauci's up there talking about watch out makes you know the dangers of letting your children play with other children without wearing masks this is the new one and it's like dude 
it's been a year now. Like all the all the excuses uh, are gone now. Like there's no excuse for that. You know that kids are at no risk for this thing. Oh yeah. You know that they're not spreading it, and you know that the masks don't do a goddamn thing. Right. So you're literally just encouraging widespread child abuse. I mean, I think the man should be. I think the man should be should be imprisoned for life. I I I don't. Th- I th- I think it's the the crimes against humanity that are being have been committed in this past year and continue to be committed are are some of the worst ever. I I just listened. Did you see that ninety uh, two year old Canadian Holocaust survivor speech at some no. rally? It was pretty powerful, but she was just like, you know, when they gave us the yellow star, it gave people the right to to spit on me or call me names. And exactly. She's like, honestly, she's like, the difference is they never told us it was for our own good. Yeah, they didn't do that mind fuck. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, what they're doing now and saying that it's for, that it's somehow to protect old people She's 92. She's like, I don't have long to live, but she's like, I would much rather live in a country that allows me to live free. Um, and she said something about the masks, like the the way that 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 parents are allowing their children to be defiled with masks. She's like, it's beyond, it's unconscionable. And yeah, and and that's the thing is, we're all. I think that people deep down have this gut reaction to it i think you have to it's inhumane i mean it's it's destroying it's it's destroying what it means to be human it's it's saying that your body is um is flawed and only you know experimental scientific shit can make you safe and it's saying that um that you're you know everyone should cover their faces and and not interact as humans. And I think that we're all just, people are just subverting whatever that, that, or it's happened, maybe because it's happened so slowly, but, but I think everybody deep down has some reaction to this, that they're just not, they're not, they're subverting. They're not allowing it to not expressing it. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's the logical end result of, of like years now of various sources telling us to like it's a pulling away of agency like i've just noticed like a lot of people not wanting to to take responsibility for their own thoughts i think that's where it started and and now people are kind of accepting okay i don't have to take responsibility for my body like i'll right. gladly turn that over to the state because <laughs> I don't know enough about my own body yeah. to, to do anything right. And, and you know more. So damn it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And I just, I think it starts with the thoughts and that's why I've like for years, I've been like fascinated how many people become like party loyalists and like, uh, um, you know, uh, slaves to to expertise. How many ar- arguments I had with people that were, um, you know, use the the what do you call that? The logical fallacy of appeal to authority. 
mm-hmm. right? Where it's like, uh, like uh, this is right because an expert said it. Right, or this is wrong or can be ignored because that You're person doesn't have the appropriate credentials. Right, right. Yeah. And I think that that is, it, it all kind of stems back to a laziness of thought where people they have other things going on, right? Like they want to make money. They want to start a family. They want to have fun, you know, go somewhere fun for vacation, go to the club, drink a lot, do some drugs. Like they want to enjoy life and they view thinking for yourself as a barrier to that. You got to take time to research, right? You got to read, Mm -hmm. you got to like avoid other people temporarily while you form your own thoughts about things. Mm -hmm. And all of those things run counter to enjoying life with other people right like or Mm -hmm. like you know going out and just not thinking and being impulsive and i just Mm -hmm. i think too many people fell into that trap of like choosing impulsivity and thoughtlessness over thinking and rationality Mm -hmm. and we're at the we're not at the end of it but we're at a point where it's really starting to manifest itself in frightening ways yeah we're at the point where it literally is as simple as going online and looking at COVID-19 cases and deaths in Texas right now to for this entire thing to unravel. You know, I mean, to a certain extent, right? I mean, the, the masks is like the, the, in a way, is like the the crux of this whole thing, I feel like, is the mechanism that is making us believe that the pandemic is still happening and then is the the obstacle to interacting with people and having realizing that everything is okay and letting the fear go so i think and the the story the narrative in most people's mind is still that the masks are keeping us safe and if we let go of the masks then we're all going to die it's you like, know there's a whole the entire state of Texas, everybody is not dying in Texas, and they dropped their mask mandate what sure. a month ago. Sure, has Florida done masks at all? For Florida dropped their masks way back in September, way back, right? Yeah. So we were somehow able to just like memory hole the entire state of Florida for this. Whole and look time. at how much fun they're having out in Florida right now. You right, heard, like the spring breaks that are going. Yeah, on, they're like insane. Right. Um. But no, I I heard somebody. Um, we both listen to the Tom Woods show, and uh, yeah, I just find it to be a really great resource for just straight talk on this stuff. And getting he gets guests that like you just don't hear anywhere else. Yeah, and they're all qualified people like to be talking on the subject. But like anyway, uh, this one woman's on, and I don't remember her level of expertise or anything. But she made a point that I think was common knowledge and common sense for a while, but I just hadn't heard it in a while. Mm. because i think for you know i I always thought of like the mass as like a discomfort and like i don't really want to throw it on but i remember at the very beginning thinking like boy i'd really like i like seeing people's faces and their their reactions to stuff Mm -hmm. when i'm talking to them like Mm -hmm. i like to be able to tell if they're and i noticed like an initial stress that really hasn't gone away over the course of a year when I'm talking to somebody with a mask on. Yeah. Where and when I have a mask on. Yeah. I I don't always think my eyes 
you know, give away if I'm happy or sad or angry. And, and, and there's a level of stress that comes with that, especially when I was working in the gas station, like mm. the first week. Oh, shit. Like, yeah. Well, it's, you know, it's what, <laughs> if you'd worked in a gas station in 2019 and somebody comes in with a fucking bandana yeah. around their face, you think you're about to get robbed and you prepare yourself for it. So for weeks, I was like, every time I saw somebody, I was preparing myself to get fucking mugged. Yeah. Like, or at least with the possibility of that. And it made the job infinitely more stressful. Totally. And I got into a lot of misunderstandings with people because, like, I just didn't understand if they were happy or, or, uh, you know, stressed or, and you try to make small talk, but, like, sometimes it just doesn't go anywhere when you can't see their face. And Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there is... You know, you talk about it as like this way to like signal to everybody like, you know, this is this virus is real and this is, you know, this is what's happening mm-hmm. to me. It, it, a side a byproduct of that is just everybody's walking around with this low level of stress totally. at all times and it makes them angry and it makes them frustrated and it makes them want to lash out at random shit mm-hmm. and um, and do crazy things like there's some fucking crazy crimes in this in the news yeah oh god like nuts crimes that are going on like wow that that you would never have believed like a few years ago and and people are angry at asian people and like lashing out at asians across the country (laughs) for no fucking reason and it's it's just like i don't understand what we got out of this (laughs) you know what, is we didn't still get afraid? anything. Is everyone still afraid we were going to lose 2.2 million people? I don't know, is man. That what we avoided in people's minds? I think maybe I have heard that said, like, well, it would have been a lot worse. It's like the most unscientific premise. <laughs> yeah, where's the data toward that? There isn't. If you just take the case fatality rate of, you know, where's it's 0.23, right? Overall. Something like that, yeah. 0.05 for anyone under 70. Right. Like, we were never getting there. We were never getting to 2 million. No. No, and that's all, that's all, that's all forgotten now. Nobody's crunching those numbers. And like I said, nobody's even going online to look at Texas. Like, CNN is writing articles about how terrible Governor Abbott's decision was, his head-scratching anti-science decision. Yeah, I'm sure they threw out a death number that we are 100% going to see in a few months, and then it never happened. Right. But it's like, they're, they're, they're literally... <laughs> and where's the accountability there? We're like literally gonna... ignoring the biological reality in the entire fucking state of Texas. Like how, like the, it's just, it's remarkable. It's remarkable. People don't want to look at anything that not really sure what happened here, folks, but the, uh, audio cut out on the recording is talking about how people don't want to look at the numbers or something. Just, I was just complaining. And then I complained some more. And then I think I started complaining about the reasoning I hear people getting the vaccine. And I have yet to hear somebody say, I'm going to go get the COVID-19 vaccine because 
I don't want to have severe COVID-19 symptoms. Okay, we'll pick it up there. They're going to be less likely to develop severe COVID-19. Right. That's nowhere, which is the only thing this thing purportedly does. The reasoning is more about how um, it, it's like it feels like they think that they're like somehow dealing a final death blow to Donald Trump by going and getting this shot. You know what I mean? Like what the, the vaccine that was developed under his presidency, <laughs> right. that's the one there. That's the death blow. Like what did Donald Trump doesn't give a shit? No, he like what are you what are you talking about? Like you know what I mean? Like yeah, no, I do. Like people like, aren't interested in going back and and right. they've heard you know like like the more fauci comes out the more biden comes out and like people start saying things like well you can get the vaccination but you still need to be safe and you still need to do all these things and like it's like well, well then why would i get the vaccine like if <laughs> if i have the choice of doing all of this shit i don't want to do and not having the vaccine why wouldn't I just take that choice if it's the same outcome when I get right. the vaccine? Well, there there are dangling. They're starting to dangle carrots dang- for sure. <laughs> well, that's the vaccine passport, right? So if you get yeah. the vaccine passport, you'll get into the fucking VIP section of Safeway. Right. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, in the Vermont, you can go to you can travel and come back and not quarantine you can they have they're giving us every week they're giving us detailed instructions on how many families we can associate with ah and if you can associate with an unvaccinated household or vaccinated household and and obviously back fully vaccinated households can pretty much associate as they please now maskless uh i don't know that's a good question i don't think so because (laughs) it turns out the (laughs) Well, you know, we all know about asymptomatic carriers. This is just like an offshoot of that, right? Right. Yeah, you're not going to get it, but you could carry it. Right. And then you could spread it to other people that won't get it either, but they could spread it to other people. But it's amazing. You're right. They they do. That is like admitted in the CDC guidance. But I think that the general perception people have, I think that people are still – wearing the mask like because they want to but i think the well, general there's a person- lot of people who are just scared of not wearing it and yeah what like social right social pl- pressure plays a big fucking role in this like so most people the biggest role yeah most people do not want to wear the masks no. if if i noticed this when i was you know at the gas station because like i i would i would have people wear masks when like my my boss was there because i didn't want to get yelled at that's yeah. social pressure. Yeah. And then when he would leave, I'd be like, all right, well, if someone comes in without a mask, yeah. what's the worst? A customer yells at me. And then I go, oh, I forgot to let that guy to have right. that guy wear a mask. But what I noticed was if one person came in without a mask, somebody else came in without a mask. Some people just took their masks off. and like, Awesome. Yeah. It just became like, oh, OK, this isn't one of those places where I'm going to get yelled at. Yeah. And that's how I feel about it. Like I walked around a whole Safeway without a mask on by accident. Yeah. And was stunned nobody I mean, I was stunned nobody yelled at me because I, I instantly panicked afterwards. I was like, what if I did get yelled at? Like yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna do that again and I haven't done it again since, you know. Oh, you gotta do it. Safeway is a perfect place. But I don't I want s- to get yelled at. I don't need that in won't. my life. You won't. 
might be right. They won't. Those big companies, they have a very clear policy, and it's hilarious watching because they know it's illegal. Well, that's not true. Costco yeah. is crazy about it. But I was in uh, CVS. <laughs> I stood in line at CVS yesterday for a half an hour without a mask on. I stood in front of the fucking pharmacy while people are literally getting COVID-19 vaccines like all mm -hmm. around me. There were like 20 or 30 people in there waiting to get their shot or having gotten their shot, all wearing masks. And I'm standing up waiting for a vitamin D supplement for our baby. Sure. And not wearing a mask. And nobody Nothing? said that uh, the, um, the pharmacist held out a box of masks and said would you like a mask and i said no thanks and she said are you sure and i said yeah i'm sure thanks and she was like obviously really flustered the rest of the time but she didn't say anything to me and uh it's good yeah anyway that's my that's the way i've been operating is unless it's like a business that I know the owner and I know that they're Paul, they're very strict about it. Like, I don't want to, I don't want, to, I just don't like, yeah, that's if not I'm going to not wear about. a mask, I'm going to give, I'm going to call them and be like, Hey, I'm going to start coming to your store that I'm like, I'm not yeah. going to, but a big company, a big box store or whatever, or if it's a place I'm totally unfamiliar with, I give them the so opportunity not, to set the yeah. tone of, I'm not as afraid of the big box company as I am of the people in the big, like you go to a big box hey, store, there's going to be yeah. tons of people in there and you just increase your odds of somebody being like, Hey, you got to wear a mask. Yeah. And I'm going to videotape you. Right. <laughs> like, oh, great. Now I'm fucking Derek Chauvin of 2021. <laughs> I don't have a mask on in a safe way. Yeah. Wasn't there some video, some army vet getting chased around Walmart? Yeah, not wearing dude. a mask. Yeah, dude, there's tons of stories. There's people who are just like, I don't want to wear a mask. People are like, you have to. You're <laughs> killing people. And people are like, I don't understand. And like they're getting basically stoned, like publicly yeah. stoned. People are holding up their yeah. phones with their right hand and fucking chucking stones with their left. Wow. And it's it's an incredible thing to watch. Uh, Isn't it? Every once in a while, I got to just pinch myself that this is this is our world right now. Yeah. Yeah. But That's I think totally I think surreal. America's ripe for it. Like America, there's something about us Americans. We just like giving people a hard time. Yeah. Just like ganging up on people. We are like the totally. bully fucking nation. Everybody, totally. even the even the people, especially the people who complain about bullies. Yeah. Are fucking immense bullies. It's an yeah. unbelievable thing. Yeah. We got a bad for sure. There are very few people that just want to let people be. You know? Yeah. And like enjoy right. them as they are. Right. No, that's not. That's somehow. That's somehow threatening these days. Um, so do you know anybody that lives in Israel? Yeah, I have a bunch of family that lives in Israel. Have you talked, talked to them at all? Because Israel's going crazy with this vaccine. They're like vaccination, man. Yeah. And a bunch of their old people are dying of COVID. Have you seen that? Did not notice that. Yeah. Check I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. They're, since the vaccine rolled out in December, their like, over 70 population is 
getting hit real hard with COVID. Mm. Or COVID. <laughs> is that airplane. what the vaccination is? It's fucking COVID that you're putting in your system. Right. Well, right. It's a right. It's a messenger to tell your cells to start making a piece of COVID. <laughs> I don't see how that's a good idea. <laughs> I don't either. No one's explained that to me. I still don't get it. Like, wait, why? Like, they just gloss. I just feel like all the explanations just gloss over it. Like, so they're going to get your cells to produce the spike protein, and then your body's going to mount a re- immune response. And it's like, well, why couldn't you just put the spike protein in with some fucking aluminum like a normal vaccine why do you have to get my cells to make it yeah and also why aren't my cells making that shit when like i encounter covid in, well, in the wild they're not gonna your cells are gonna um like so why isn't my why isn't my body building an immunity to it as i encounter it in the real world well it is but it's it's yeah it is and it's creating like a memory um an antibody response is part of it and then there's like the t-cell immunity right and the natural killer cells that's like your broad immunity so that they they'll recognize if a cell starts producing the virus so this is basically yeah, it is kind of like giving you COVID, you're right, because it's like getting your cells to produce a piece of the virus and then have your body attack. So is it like like ED medication for your immune system? Erectile dysfunction? Yeah. Like it's basically telling your body to do something that it should do naturally. I think that's the idea of all vaccines, isn't it? It's possible. I know dick about it. Like I yeah. know, I know dick about any of it. That's why well, I asked. So questions. a typical vaccine is is with a piece of the antigen, the virus, mm-hmm. either a dead version of the virus or just like a particular piece of the virus, like a harmless for part of it yeah. or something. And then with that is mixed up a bunch of toxic shit that makes your immune system freak out. Mm-hmm. So the idea is that your immune system freaks out, and part of its freak out is identifying that. With thing. that sample of DNA. Yeah. And so then the next time that you get encountered with the real thing, your body's like, oh, this shit's bad. I'm all over it. So the idea with the COVID vaccine is that instead of that process, I don't understand why they don't use a... There, I'm sure there's a I'm sure there's a good reason, but instead of using a piece of the actual virus, they have created a messenger RNA. So uh, uh, that's the vector. One of the mm-hmm. vaccines uses a different virus, like an adenovirus or something like that, to deliver this piece of genetic material. I think that's the AstraZeneca, right? Okay, yeah. But anyway, that is a messenger that is then going to go into the cells in your muscle, in your arm and have them teach to have that cell. Your cell then takes up that piece of RNA mm-hmm. and it's like instructions for printing the spike protein of the virus, which is the thing that 
supposedly allows the virus to enter your cell. Got it. So it's just like a very complex little um, process here. And it's... You know, you know, in accounting, when we get an explanation that complex, it's usually called fraud. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does kind of sound like a bunch of hooey. I, you know, I've I've gone down well well down the path of of questioning germ theory entirely, like the the concept that viruses or bacteria cause disease. Like, I've I've read books that caught like question that premise completely, mm-hmm. and along those lines, then any vaccine is just complete nonsense. Sure, but I I don't think that's I don't think that's the case. I think that and and with these I think that this is an actual technology and I think it does actually create an antibody response, which is what they're looking for, but I don't think it's uh nearly as good as just letting your body deal with things and I was just making a joke, but I am <laughs> interested in you are you still kind of on that anti-germ theory boat or no? Yeah, I'm a little bit, yeah. Okay, so because here's my question to that. Like, okay. We've all gotten sick before. Yeah. And some of us have gotten sick from, like, eating old food. Well, right. Sure. Food poisoning. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's germ theory in action, right? Well, so that would be, that could be uh, simply toxicity or poisoning. What's the difference? That's a good question. The difference could would be so like waste material from your body. So you could get sick, you know, in a third world country from drinking water that's mixed with sewage. Mm-hmm. So the germs, it, it's kind of a dubious distinction when you get down to it. But um, the germ theory would say the bacteria in other people's stool uh, made you sick. Okay. The terrain theory or the non-germ theory would say the waste that another person's body excreted, which would be all of the toxic, say, chemicals or heavy metals that they have ingested, that their body puts out, that is poisonous to your body. Mm -hmm. And the bacteria, they... It acknowledge there's no disputing that there are viruses and bacteria, but the bacteria, instead of being the cause of the disease or the illness, are actually present in your body. They are actually there um, breaking down. Um, the bacteria is actually breaking down that toxic material and processing it, and it it's found so the the bacteria may be found in this diseased person and but instead of blaming the bacteria you acknowledge that the bacteria is actually just part of the body's process of detoxifying or or getting back to equilibrium okay so what is you're responding you're saying to minerals or metals stuff like that instead of bacteria yeah so the bacteria is stuff in your own body like we have so many different you know sure. strains of bacteria and so when scientists look at a disease illness going on and they see the bacteria they say that's 
the cause of the problem. The analogy is like saying that the firemen at a burn house fire are the cause of the fire. When it's like, well, maybe no, maybe the firemen are just there putting out the fire. So the bacteria maybe are just your body's like cleanup crew. I see. What would you attribute then? Like, how does that work with like old meat? Not necessarily like meat that's been shit on. Right. Well, it, it, yeah, it oxidates and, and so, right. Then the bacteria is there that the bacteria was in the meat the whole time. Right. And it then starts to break it down at a certain point. Well, that's why we refrigerate it, right? Is to keep the bacteria growth at bay. Right. And then when there's too much of it, it kind of overwhelms our system when we eat it. At least that's the belief. Right. So, right. At that point, is it the is it the bacteria that are breaking down the old meat that are getting you sick? Or is it... What, is they're, it the, what they're excreting? Right. I don't know. It does. It gets pretty dubious down at that level. No, that's interesting. I doesn't it doesn't make no sense i mean i no, don't know right and one it. of the interesting so bechamp is uh, a contemporary of louis pasteur and he's pretty interesting dude and he did a lot of really cool experiments and pasteur theorized that bacteria came from the air outside and then landed on say an old piece of meat or meat that was left out Bechamp oh, okay. said, no, the bacteria Grew is from the meat. in the meat. Which and he makes did... a lot more sense to me. Because yeah. we know that human beings carry around bacteria. We know that live right. animals carry around bacteria. Well, and we also know that bacteria can change form. Like, we have all these different strains of bacteria. Well, a lot of bacteria can change from one strain to another. It's, like, mm-hmm. called pleomorphic. So, again, it's the, like... It's basically it's countering the um, sort of Western medicine approach of just labeling this disease with this pathogen. It's okay. like saying that's a that's an oversimplification, basically. And you can't just blame you can't necessarily blame the bacteria for the symptoms because the bacteria was part it was in there in your body already and is in your body in a healthy sort of stasis. So maybe it's part of the disease process, but it's not the cause of the disease. Mm-hmm. The cause well, of the disease is something else, generally some kind of environmental toxicity or stress or imbalance or blockage, energy blockage or what have you. Okay. Well, I, I so I've been doing HelloFresh. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I've been falling behind lately on those Uh meals i get three bags a week and i have three bags full and make two bags uh two meals each i'm falling behind jesus so so you get six meals a week yep yeah yeah so if i am not eating those regularly they pile up really quick so for example i've got one in my freezer that came not last tuesday but the tuesday before not in my freezer it's been in my refrigerator yeah there's chicken sitting in there that's Mm -hmm. 14 days old probably Mm -hmm. right don't eat that. You're saying don't eat it, right? No way. No way. It, I would agree. Because when <laughs> I open it up, it smells like shit. Yeah. It smells like farts, in fact. <laughs> right. Right. 
So that's like something toward that theory, I guess, that like well, it's, bacteria are breaking things down and excreting it. Right. And then it would smell similar to like a load that we drop. Right. Totally. Yeah. I don't it, know enough about any of it. <laughs> if you well, couldn't tell. I got I got into it because it was very alluring to to I mean, I I guess I, I must admit that I was I was interested in any uh explanation for covid that that well that was counter to the mainstream narrative but one of the explanations was like that covid's not real you know yeah. and i was i was open to that possibility <laughs> <laughs> to put it mildly well you know i i i don't know if i've been fully convinced that it's not real but i am definitely convinced and we've talked about this in podcasts last year that the death numbers have been inflated using a combination of flu deaths right and pulmonary disease and pneumonia right and and uh th- that i believe they've been pumped and i believe they've been pumped for economic totally. purposes because totally. I now and it's just just very this new job has verified everything I believe. People are getting bonuses for COVID vaccinations, for any kind of COVID related procedure. Wow. Everybody on staff gets a bonus for that and, wow. and a jump in pay. Wow. And and that's all coming courtesy of the government. Yeah. And uh uh so it it, it is interesting to see the numbers kind of come across. Yeah, I'll bet. Oh, yeah. This is this is what I felt. Yeah. This is what I heard reports about. Yeah. And this would create an incentive, which I don't know why you would want to create that from the government end, creating an incentive to label everything COVID. There has totally. to be a reason. Well, so that's that's what got me down the germ theory path was reading this book called Virus Mania. And it was written before COVID, but mm-hmm. it looks at all of these pandemics from the past 30 years, AIDS, H1N1, bird flu, HPV. Uh, um, and it, it details how the CDC has a like a pandemic or an epidemic surveillance department that goes around the country looking for new infectious diseases. And there's an entire there's an entire industry that is is poised and rubbing their little hands together over some new outbreak of something scary. Mm-hmm. And so that that book points out like kind of the shady oh polio. Oh. Um a lot of questions about the like the process of pinning certain diseases on certain viruses and shows that a lot of the like very foundational work that supposedly determined that this virus causes this disease was a little bit iffy. Okay. And like obvious motivation for them to like, we got it, we figured out what caused it and now we can make a vaccine and we can make a treatment and like, you know, put it into a little box that makes us a shitload of money. So I was interested in the idea that like this, the virus that they're blaming all this on, like, is like pretty, uh, it wasn't ever properly isolated. They never Mm -hmm. actually really proved that it causes disease, whatever, whatever, whatever. 
So in the past, I would have said, well, that makes a lot of sense for the pharmaceutical industry um, and the medical industry. But it doesn't make a lot of sense for the government until this one, where what we're seeing is immense spending. First, draconian lockdowns that create all sorts of problems. And, and I don't think anybody would deny that a majority of the economic problems that we're facing, the uh, mental health problems we're facing, the labor shortages and labor conflicts that we're facing have been caused by the lockdown. So you have these draconian lockdowns. You enforce them for way longer than you said you were going to because it was two months to short to flatten the curve or two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks turned into two months turned into over a year. Over a year. And now we're getting these immense spending bills. I mean, Biden has spent... He's, he's, he's in the process of creating a, it's either a two or three trillion, which is Another crazy one? that I can just be like, you know, give or take a trillion. Yeah. Holy on, shit. on infrastructure. Oh. Okay. Which sounds great. Because yeah. Roads. For the love of God, we need fucking roads. And we need, we need some, we need infrastructure. We've needed infrastructure for a long time. The problem is, uh, I'm not entirely convinced that all three trillion is going to make it in, uh, make it toward building things and eat, mm-hmm. and building things in the most efficient way. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, there are major contracts to be had and major companies. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Jesus. And, and it's a lot of fucking money after we oh just spent $1.9 trillion and then trillions before right. that. Didn't we get up to $6 trillion on COVID stuff? I think we blew past that with this last bill. And then this Unreal. bill, we might Unreal. hit like $10 trillion What is it the point more even? Spending. What are we but even that's, doing? That's the point. And we're all still it, supposed to try to pay our mortgage and believe that those numbers mean anything? Right. And I have to wonder if that's the point. Like, is it just Uh, to get everybody to not care about the money they're spending? Because I thought about that. Like, I got $1,400 in the mail. And I was like, well, okay. I I guess I could buy this, and I could buy this, and I could buy it. Like, I didn't think about fucking saving it because I don't need it. Right. What is it? It's nothing. And it's nothing. And it's becoming more of nothing. Like, what am I going to do? Yeah, it is. Put it in fucking government securities and watch <laughs> that shit gain point oh 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 one of a cent a year. Like no fucking way. Yeah. Wait. So you were saying that 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 pinning of disease on a virus didn't make sense until this year? Yeah, because now we've got these spending bills that are finding their way into the pockets of. Of people, there's no oversight for this. Like people don't understand there how isn't? little oversight we have for any of these spending bills. They're just throwing <laughs> money out there, and they know no one gives a shit in the country. No one's fucking researching where this is going. No, they're just like, oh, if I get mine, cool. I'll wait yeah. for the next one. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking insane. Yeah, like, it is. Every the first spending bill, there were so many different places like the fucking DC Opera House and fucking places that I I couldn't begin to fathom why they were getting money. 
except that they were donors to the to political parties. And that was like the Democratic side. There were also Republican donors that were getting shit tons of money. That's how they were able to come, you know, together so quick on it. <laughs> and then this last one, it was um I saw the breakdown. It was going to like well, it was, so some of it was going to people. I'll, I'll, I'll admit, a larger amount of it was going to stipends for people. Mm-hmm. But that money just goes to companies. Because like mm-hmm. I said, I got the money and I thought, who can I give this to? <laughs> who can? What major company am I going to give this to? <laughs> um, and, and But there was that. And there was education. There was some education, social services, stuff like that. Now here's the infrastructure bill, right? That'll go to, you know, building roads, but but it'll also go to construction companies, major construction companies. We'll get billions of dollars of this stuff. And it's mm-hmm. like, I, I, I don't. And then and then meanwhile, in in like the general marketplace, you're seeing things like crypto go through the roof. You're seeing things like fucking Top Shot, which is what we were going to do this fucking podcast about. Top Shot. What's which, Top Shot? Oh, Another... top, I told you what Top Shot was. Top Shot's. Um, well, let me explain for everybody who's listening. Oh, the basketball highlights, the basketball highlights. So you can buy online in packs. <laughs> right. So you have like 20 bucks. You're like, I could buy a chicken and a bottle of cheap wine and me and my wife could have like a chicken dinner with wine or I could go online and I could buy a pack of video highlights of basketball players <laughs> doing basic shit dribbling <laughs> you know like alley-oops maybe occasionally driving dunks driving dish and like you get some of that and you get three of them and then you immediately turn to the marketplace, which is the online marketplace where you can post this stuff and you see how much they're supposed to go for. And you've spent 20 bucks on this pack, right? Well, good chances are you're going to get a highlight that's worth $200. So, bro, you throw that shit on the marketplace, you get your $200. Wow. And then amazing. you fucking profited 10 times what wow. you spent, what you put wow. in. Except... What I just found out is you can't fucking withdraw your funds. <laughs> <laughs> I heard a guy complain about this in an interview. He's like, I just want to know I can. I won't take it out. But like, I just want to know I can. Because the way it sounds now is like, I got to go through. First, I have to be part of a select group. that you like select that can take it out? Wow. And, and then... I have to do a bunch of paperwork for like 30 days. Shit. I'm like, dude, I went through this two years ago. I was on a fucking betting site lo- located in fucking Argentina and I put my money in and they wouldn't let me withdraw it out. I won a big bet and then I couldn't withdraw it out. And I was like, oh, this is a scam. Yeah, that's what a scam is. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where a lot of this money's going. That's supposed to go to helping people. And a lot <laughs> of it's going to Visa. And sure. uh, this weird bank, I, we got ours in the form of a Visa gift card. Yeah, that's how I got my last one. Dude, with ATM withdrawal fees mm. for this bank, some weird bank I'd never heard of. Island looked it up and it's like the official financial institution of the IRS. It says official on it? Well, I don't know. 
Okay. But it's some mega bank. I don't forget what it's called. But you just think about like <laughs> fucking the poor people are going to go across the street to the liquor store and stick yep. it into the ATM and they're yep. going to spend 250 at that ATM and this is going to charge them $3 to take out the max withdrawal of probably $200. Right. I saw it all the time. Or they're going to or they're going to spend use the card as a debit card and Visa is going to get a cut out and of sales taxes and, and yeah. taxes are going to get it's like off it. Wait, yep. but that's our fucking money. <laughs> no, it's not. You fucking bastard. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was your first mistake. It's, it's our no, money. it's our grandchildren's money. Yes. All right. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's it, just how 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 can we hose how how hard can we hose everybody? <laughs> and for how long like <laughs> And how are people not posting about this? This is the most insane spending spree in in world history yeah forget american history we are spending more money than any fucking country <laughs> in the fucking history of the world yeah and no one cares no big deal is that what i'm supposed to believe nobody gives a shit yeah. what a bunch of bums we yeah. are fucking bums we're if pussies nobody, we are pussies and bums dude like, such a fucking me. bunch of pussies how do you not fucking care how do you watch that happen and go, eh? How do you raise a family and go, meh? Like, <laughs> like I don't have anybody behind me. My dog's going to die decades before I do. And it just terrifies the living fucking shit out of me. Yeah. I'm blown away by it. Well, it seems like we're just getting further and further separated from reality. That's the word of the day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> reality. Mm-hmm. What happened? Where did it go? Yeah, anything real is just uh, well, it's it's up for debate. <clears throat> apparently, that's it why. Is, I, well, philosophically, that used to be something that you'd like go and learn about in philosophy one hundred and one, where right. like you know the the cave analogy, right? You learn stuff in the cave, and then you go out into the real world, and your like brain almost explodes because like mm-hmm. all of a sudden there's all this reality. But up until that point. Everything that was real was just in the cave. There's like philosophy that like when you shut your eyes, nothing exists, right? It's all philosophical, theoretical, and nice. I don't believe buy for a second anyone fucking buys it. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that so much insane, so many insane things are happening right now, and nobody can even, no one's even attempting to wrap their heads around it. It's like no. being in. It's like being in a video, like trying to even watch it makes it feel like you're not a part of reality. Right. Because I can't, I'm, I'm constantly like separate. I'm like, wait, this, none of this is normal. Yeah. None of this feels right. Yeah. I gotta, I gotta take a fucking huge step back and, and really process all of it. Yeah. And when I do, I get frustrated and angry. Yeah. And it's like, wow, maybe they got it right. Maybe I just gotta mm-hmm. fucking. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah, man. $22,000 to replace a roof, Gabe. Wow. Yeah. That's not normal. No. Holy shit, dude. That's insane. Yeah, it can't it it can't go on. I don't I don't know. I don't know where this ends, but it is it's definitely not going to get easier 
I mean, I don't know. These little stimulus checks are nice, but like the shit is going to have to hit the fan at some point. Yeah. You can't. It's action reaction. You can't just do shit and expect right. there to be no fucking consequences. Right. It's not how any of this works. No. Yeah. I've been that's I've been um it's weird. I've been like uh more open to like religion than I ever have been, I think, in a weird way. Yeah. That's because... usually what people turn to when they're at those points in life. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know, dude, but it's been like Yeah. I it's weird. I like I feel I no, feel, I feel you weird saying it and and it's not like i'm i don't i don't think i'm losing my mind i don't think i'm like gonna start believing in some gray bearded man sitting in a cloud but i'm interested in a uh fucking morality i'm interested in the idea of right and wrong like an order yes to the universe yes because i think there is one and I think that religion is the only place that it's uh, that it's actually expressed and valued these days. It certainly isn't in our society. Right. And I think that, you know, this is where it ends up with with people just like certain people dying and starving and nobody giving a shit and children being, you know, forced to wear masks and not touch each other like mm -hmm. this is what happens when when there is no sense of right and wrong you know it's interesting you brought that up because if you know do you know do you know anything about the passover story it's just passover by the way gabe i don't know if you knew uh, that. oh happy passover thank you um is that where there was like they painted blood on their doorsteps to correct yeah i thought you were going to start with is that the one where we were slaves and the answer is always <laughs> no the yeah we were slaves in egypt right after uh -huh. like a pretty sweet this is what never gets talked about is the build-up of the passover stories like we were we infiltrated the um <laughs> this is gonna sound like we protocols jewish of people? the elders of zion yeah no okay. yes the jews we infiltrated okay. the egyptian hierarchy basically okay. with one of our guys named Joseph. Yeah. And his technicolor dream coat. And then he ruled Egypt as like the second hand man to the Pharaoh. And then he became Pharaoh, I think wow. briefly. And Jews were well regarded. Like everybody was like, holy shit, this guy, Joseph's a Jew. And like, you guys are cool. <laughs> like you do whatever you want. And like, you know, set up shop here and you can stay as long as you want. And we were like, cool. Cause we don't like being in the desert anymore. So we stayed. But the problem is, after a while, people forgot about Joseph and shit got real when we we became slaves. So <laughs> the Pharaoh's like, you're slaves now. And because this is Joseph had died. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like okay. a few, you know, always skips a few centuries. Anyway, yeah. new Pharaoh comes along. He doesn't give a shit about the Jews. <laughs> he doesn't give a shit about Joseph. He's like, you guys are all fucking slaves. And you're going to start building pyramids around the clock because my greatness needs to be memorialized with these huge pyramids. So we are like, all right, I guess that's what we're doing now. So we did that. But we didn't really like it. So, so 
So we started to like separate from Egyptian society, mm-hmm. right? Um, partially because they drove us or separated us, but also like we didn't really want to be a part of that, mm-hmm. that, that society and that culture. So we sure. kind of sat off the side, but we continued to build the pyramids and build these monuments. Anyway, a uh, guy named Moses, he exists as a, oh, first he starts as a baby. And um, he was found in the river. He was, he was born to a Jewish family. He was found in the river by the princess, right? The daughter of the pharaoh. And raised as her own. And then um, there's this weird kind of test thing. None of this is important. But anyway, long story short, Pharaoh started getting, like, really suspicious of this baby. <laughs> it's like, he's, like, he's got to go. <laughs> so, so he basically, like, um, like drove him out when he was, like, a teenager. He could still fend for himself into the, into the fields. He started becoming a uh, shepherd. And while he was out there being a shepherd and living on his own in abject poverty, but, you know, pleasant poverty from everything that the story tells, uh, he, he comes across this burning bush and the voice of God comes from the burning bush and basically tells him like, hey, you're living sweet out here. I know. Uh, and you're not a slave, but you need to go back and get all, mm-hmm. all my people. Right? Mm-hmm. In every Jewish story, it's like my people, right? Mm-hmm. You got to get those chosen people. You got to get them out. Mm-hmm. You got to. You, you don't get to live sweet while they all suffer. So Moses is like, cool, I guess. Uh, and he goes. He's always kind of like ambivalent and throughout like all these stories. He's kind of like, I guess I'll do it. <laughs> so he does it. <laughs> he goes there and he's like, look, God told me to tell you that you got to let all the Jews go. And first, like, the fuck is this God shit? He's like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and he he has his uh these guys. His, his, like, guards do, like, um, come at him with staffs. Mm-hmm. And I think he, like, turns, he, like, Moses uses his staff, and he turns their staffs into snakes. Ooh, yeah. I remember and, that. Like, he's like, see, because that's God. That's, yeah. That's God. And Pharaoh's like, fuck that shit. That's magic. That's some David Copperfield shit. I don't, <laughs> I don't give a shit about it. you. Leave. He's like, okay. So he leaves. <laughs> no, no, wait. I think he says, you're going to be, you're going to experience ten plagues for this injustice against mm. the Jews. And he's like, ah, he does the jerk off. <laughs> Moses leaves. And sure enough, dude, blood. Okay. The rivers mm-hmm. turn to blood. Um, boils. These are all out of order. I apologize. Oh, no. Locusts. Boils. Lice. Fucking um, darkness is one of them. Mm-hmm. That's, that's like one of the final ones. I'm like, that didn't seem that bad. <laughs> Seventh <laughs> on the list for some reason. Um, wild beasts, you know, mm-hmm. come through killing livestock and shit. Anyway, it gets to the ninth plague. And then Moses comes back and he says, look, this has all been God's glory that I've shown you. You need to, like, let the Jews go or something mm-hmm. really bad's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And like, eh. He's like, this is bad, but like, this is just, none of this has to do with God or anything to do with me. It's like, all right. So Moses leaves. He tells all the Jews, you got to put, you got to kill a goat and you got to put goat blood on your, on your doorpost. Do they, do they have to write goat in blood? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right no, the they have goat. to write hail Satan and then like an upside down <laughs> pentagram. No, it's like, uh, yeah, it's goat blood. And they're okay. just, 
it's they don't have to write anything but okay. like he's like you got to do that and don't ask me why just do it and some of them did and some of them didn't the ones that did not and all the egyptians who weren't told which is really fucked up so just <laughs> they're fucking firstborn they get murdered which is like you know sins of the father stuff which is like yeah, straight harsh. biblical and like brutal if you ask yeah. me anyway those kids are dead so fuck them <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh in a moment of 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 grief and despair pharaoh's like okay the jews can go and the jews are allowed to leave within like an instant like one of his guards like dude who's gonna be able to fucking pyramids he's like oh my god shit and he like fucking sends them all out after him so now they're chasing them they get to the dead sea and they're cornered and moses is like fuck what am i gonna do uh, I got to do a miracle. And so he asks God, he throws his staff into the dirt and it splits the sea, right? They walk across. He lifts it up again. It falls on the Egyptians. Mm-hmm. The Jews are saved. Okay, kind of. Because then they got to wander in the desert for like 40 years. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> anyway, but the point is they're not slaves anymore. And they sell mm-hmm. them. So why do I bring that up right now? Well, it it bears resemblance to what I believe we are struggling with right now, where we live in a world where things are a certain way and we're asked to comply. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think most of us are kind of waiting for that one person to go, hey, let's let's not comply. And, and moreover, if this place becomes, you know, so bad that like, a majority of the people want things to stay the way they are, then we should just fucking leave. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, like these stories are never meant to be taken literally. I'm sure there's a lot of religious people that are waiting for fucking God and mm-hmm. miracles to happen to tell them <laughs> to do this shit. But the reality is these stories are like symbolic and they're mm-hmm. meant to portray themes to people. Like, you don't have to stay in a shitty situation. Right. Shit you don't want to do because somebody's told you that you have to. Or somebody's labeled you as lesser than. Or othered you and said, these people suck, but they're still going to be a part of our society and help us build our shit. Like, none of that has to happen. Yeah. You take a stand, get with a strong enough group of people and you fucking leave hell yeah own fucking thing yeah and you become the fucking rothsteins and you own everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah i think that a lot of people i've heard i've been listening to this podcast from these people in the uk and they describe how the working class people kind of are hip to the whole great reset thing and are like not down with wearing masks and are sort of not having it and it's the middle class people that can work from home that are like cool with it and i think that a lot of those people are kind of like the maybe if moses like decided to just stay chilling as a shepherd um 
And I think it's mostly people just figure, well, it's so I have to go get a shot. Like, all I have to do is go get a shot. Like, everything's fine. And 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 they also have, you know, they have skin in the game. They're X years from their fucking retirement. And they own a house. They own a house and they've almost got it paid off or their hat. You know, it's like they don't want to believe that money is just bullshit funny money fiat currency meaningless worthless and they don't want to believe that the government is trying to destroy the lives of their children they just want to keep their head down and get through it i mean uh, would you if you fucking worked for 100 200 300,000 of it over the course of decades you know Right. To save up hundreds of thousands. Right. No, I didn't even I when I when this started and there was all the like supply chain interruptions and there was a little bit of a panic about like I went and took a bunch of money out of the ATM, like you know um and I had that feeling of like darn it, I I don't want everything to fall apart. Like I was legitimately considering, you know, what do we do when the, the, the grid goes out and we don't have power. And I was like, fuck, like I've worked hard and like, we have a house and like, I like having a grid and I don't, I can pay my mortgage and I have a job, you know, like, and I'm, you know, a couple of years into it. So yeah, people that are deep into it are that much more bought in. And especially people without diversified portfolios. Right. Now, if you're entirely in cash, which most, you know, most low-income people are to middle-income people are, then then you're screwed. Yeah. But not necessarily the people that have, like, wider portfolios that are invested all over the place. Yeah. Or have, like, precious metals or something, which I think actually something even poor people should do. But, like... um. But even then, you know, that's that's just something we ascribe value to. And if everything goes off the rails and everyone goes nuts, even that doesn't mean much. No, no, it's so, the last thing that'll mean something. But even that doesn't mean much in the end. Yeah, like the houses matter. Right. That, that that's a good thing. Yeah. But food, animals. No. Yeah, if it's in a place where I've got to pay property taxes up the nose and like. <laughs> Fucking, I don't know. It's yeah. Like I've thought about that before. I was like, well, what if we get out? Because like this country, it's it's weird. It there's so many things don't make sense anymore. The way we do things, the way we have conversations about major issues, is bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a circle jerk. Mm-hmm. It's like competing <laughs> circle jerks. To see who comes the most on each other. <laughs> and it sucks. And it's not something I like. I love it. Not, I, I love, love it. Yeah. Yeah. Where the hell would you go? I don't know. I don't know. Because I've been trying to think, like, well, what's the place? You know, I went to Israel for a little bit. And I was like, this place is just like America light. Like, yeah. Now it's America heavy. Now it's they've blown past us, yeah. Yeah, Canada too, man. Canada's got it worse. Australia, New Zealand, it's amazing. You know what's interesting? Sweden, which didn't do any lockdowns or masks, 
Right. They 94% of their population want to get the vaccine. It's just like, it's amazing what happens when you don't push people. <laughs> yeah. Tell them that they have funny? To do, yeah. That's actually, my God, that's a really interesting point. Yeah. That is that is far and away more the population that wants the vaccine than here. And yeah, and it's kind of like what we said. I, like I remember saying at the beginning of all this, like, like you can take something away from somebody temporarily, but when you politicize it and you drag it out and you don't give people a timeline, people get pissed off, and yeah. you've created more enemies to your cause. Totally. Than you needed to. Yeah. Totally. And, and maybe now, it'll be a yeah. maybe it'll be a good thing. I mean, I don't I don't think that this vaccine is I, I don't think ninety four percent of people are in their right minds to get it, but whatever. I I don't but but the point remains like, like, mm. like the strategy that is utilized here is right. it clearly ineffective to right. politicize <laughs> it, to make it like you're an idiot if you don't want it. Yeah. You're an idiot if you don't wear the masks. You're an yeah. idiot if you don't believe Fauci. You're an right. idiot if you don't vote for Biden. You're an idiot if you want to send your kids back to school. Yeah. Like, like that shit's insane. Yeah. That's like, what do you, what do you even accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish with that? How could it end in anything good? Yeah. Good point. Right. Yeah, it's it's a weird kind of sickness. Like you think of you see people like like they're like hoping that like a bunch of people in Texas die. Yeah. It's like, what the hell? Like <laughs> that's fucked up. And then when that fucking winter storm hit, they were all I don't know. If you I don't know if you ever go on Twitter. Twitter has ruined my faith in human beings. Oh god. It's an incredible place where everybody takes their masks off. And you see the shittiest possible version of that person. And some people love it. Yeah. Some people are addicted to it. Yeah. And. Yeah. You see things like when when that winter storm hit in Texas. Mm -hmm. So many people on Twitter were like. Uh, ah, well, that's what you get when you live <laughs> in a red state. Fuckers. <laughs> I think it was like wow. I think it was purple this last time. Like I think it was kind of like really close. There's like half the state that like voted blue. Fuck those people. <laughs> Fucking idiots. Oh man. Oh, uh, well, I gotta wrap it up, man. Yeah, you got a you got a family. I was just thinking that the uh, the power grab that's taking place across the world right now, and like all the corporate partners for the world economic forum and all this bullshit it re kind of reminds me of when uh like carl malone malone and gary payton were like oh let's go play for the lakers or like lebron and fucking Dwayne yeah, wade and this yeah yeah these oh, like super teams like oh wait a sec it's like wait and they like look around and they're like oh why don't we just all go play for the same team that's kind of like what I feel like is going on right now, except the players are like Facebook and Google and, you know, and like we're all the kings just like watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, just like, oh, we can't fucking beat this. Right. <laughs> we can't even try. 
Yeah, except they don't have they don't even have to take pay cuts in this this scenario. Right. Like, they all they get, get to just make more money. Yeah. They get like exponentially more than they were making before. Yeah, and I feel like that's what's happening like across the world. Like, wait, why why should we like compete for people's um, you know, business or whatever or compete against each other? Like, why don't we all just team up? Join forces. Yeah. Yeah, and just enslave the entire global population. <laughs> Yay. Yay. <laughs> anyway, on that note. On that note. <laughs> this was fun. This was good. Yeah, it was good to talk to somebody for an hour and a half straight and it not be about an action movie that I hate. <laughs> yeah, same here, man. I hate I hate doing that. My wife wants <laughs> My wife wants to talk about a different stupid action movie every every morning. I'm sure. She's Who's like, her favorite? Chuck, uh, Chuck, ask her this. Chuck Norris, Ron Marchini. Don't or, know who that is. Or uh, Steven Bruce Lee? Skull. Fuck, Mary kill. Okay, Steven Skull. Who's the second person? Ron Marchini. Hmm. Maybe the greatest of them all. Really? And Bruce Lee doesn't factor in? Fuck Bruce That's Lee. It's a different genre. To- yeah, I'm- crappy action movies is what we're talking about. <laughs> Those are the, like the three. That's like the Mount Rushmore along with. Um, God, who would it be? I Arnold? guess Jackie Chan is one of them we did. Uh, that's like the Mount Rushmore of shitty action movie. OK, yeah. Not Sylvester Stallone. No, nah, he was Jean-Claude good. Van Damme. Jean-Claude Van Damme, I hear, is very bad. <laughs> <laughs> have to get man back. it sounds like there's a lot of territory to cover it really is Amazing. Yeah, we've been going for a year just wow. like covid man i will we will always be able to trace our our roots back to covid holy shit congratulations mm-hmm. what's the name of the podcast again the reactionaries podcast the reactionaries uh, colon or it's the reactionaries colon an action movie podcast the reaction movie reactionaries an action movie podcast great I'll put a link in the show notes so everyone can go check that out. That'd be great, man. Get us some traffic. We are, I think, yeah. we're second or something or third. If you type in action movie podcasts, we are the third one that pops up, wow. which just shows you how unsaturated that market is. <laughs> I'm, I'm number one if you type in Gabriel Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something about like, uh, google and facebook sticking their dick in your butt if you type that in maybe i'll be number one or you just will disappear from the internet entirely have i told you this all of your fucking posts are blocked i don't even get to read them anymore i see hey keep posts oh it's blocked (laughs) (laughs) i don't even get to read it anymore yeah what are you gonna do nothing man go to go to parlor i guess yeah yeah, I don't know. Just start a new new thing. I don't know. Duh. Good thing I met you in high school. Because I'm not meeting any new people anymore, really. Well, nobody does. Yeah. When you get to this age, no one gives a shit. You're just some 30-year-old guy. What are you going to do? Like, make friends? Be the weird 30-year-old? <laughs> hey, want to hang out? I'm 35. <laughs> I live at home with my dog. Let's oh, hang man. out. Yeah, I can't even imagine it, dude. Like, I, I don't know if it's this fucking pandemic or what, but like every time I think like 
okay, this is how you meet a girl at this point in your life. I'm, I'm, I don't even know. Like, I don't yeah. have a follow-up thought to that. I'm like, Jesus. what am I going to do? I'm going to go to a fucking bar. I'm going to sit there miserable. Well, if they ever open up. Yeah. Right. So, like, now it's like, what? Yeah. Now I'm going to, like, walk outside. I'm going to look for any place where there's women. Like, I have to ask around, like, hey, are there women around? <laughs> don't report me. <laughs> fucking sucks. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh shit! Well, we should do an episode where we just like talk about dating and and uh, give you some some good ideas. That'd be good. Or maybe we'll do a podcast where I actually try that, and I'm live with you. Mm. Hear all the reactions of people screaming and like pepper spraying. <laughs> Masks don't work. <laughs> Masks are bullshit. Take off your mask so I can kiss you. <laughs> I just want to love you. <laughs> oh, man. Fauci right. is a cock block. Fauci <laughs> is a cock block. Fauci is a cock block. Such a cock block. All right, man. Thanks right. for joining. Bye, Teddy. Bye, Teddy. Bye, Joe. Talk to you soon. Talk to you soon, buddy. Well, there you have it. Another perfectly good hour and a half of your life wasted listening to Joe and I wag our chins. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you're not completely sick of me saying uh, chin wag. I like it. I stole it, and I like it. Incidentally, check out the James Delling Poll podcast if you're looking for a new podcast. Is anybody looking for a new podcast? My God, I can't keep up with the number of podcasts that I like that I listen to. Um, but maybe you need more podcasts. James Dellingpole, he's a conservative Englishman and his podcast is pretty dope. And he has chin wags with a hilarious Irish woman. Well, folks, it's time for me to get on with my day and go drink some coffee. I hope you've got a cup of coffee waiting for you today. I hope you've got maybe a little bit of sunshine, maybe um, some steak on the Barbie. I don't know. Whatever it is, I hope you enjoy it. And I'm thankful for you for tuning in to this podcast and keeping the dream alive. All right, my dear friends, until next time. Oh, and, and thanks to Joe for joining. He's got a good head on his shoulders, doesn't he? He does. All right. Until next time, my dear friends, adios.